Welcome to the Sober Experiment podcast by Be Sober. I'm Lisa. And I'm Alex. If you're new to our podcast, Lisa and I have been best friends since high school and after many years of getting very drunk together, we've decided to experiment with being sober together. You can find out more about our story by going right back to season one. We started V-Sober with the vision to connect people living a sober or sober curious lifestyle to help them feel less alone and show them that you can still have loads of fun without alcohol. V-Sober is now, we're very proud to say, the only sober community that has absolutely everything that you could possibly need in one place. And we believe from the bottom of our hearts that everybody who chooses not to drink alcohol deserves to feel normal. Hello, Lisa. Hi, Alex. And hi, everybody that is listening. Yeah, what season are we on? Seven or something? I think it's seven. I didn't want to say it. I was like, I think it's seven. Seven seven. is meant to be a lucky number seven, isn't it? Maybe we'll find our way up the podcast charts. (laughs) Yeah, we might do. If if people do actually leave us reviews, you never know. Oh, you know what? Like, it is so important. I wanted to talk about this at the end, but because we've recorded the end at the beginning, Alex told me that I weren't allowed to say an essay about it. I know, I was... you should have heard what she said. You'd have been listening up until bath time. No, I know, it was a bit of an Oscar speech, right? But honestly, when we get reviews or messages, because we get so many messages on Instagram and through our Facebook, and we read every single one of them, eventually, <laughs> Yeah, eventually. But we do. And it means so much to us to know that we that we're helping you kind of see that being sober can be fun. It can be a laugh. It doesn't have to be the end of your life or world as you know it. So leave a review because that spreads the word. And then it makes Apple or whatever you're listening to on think that you like us and then it (laughs) recommends us to other people. So, yeah. Yeah, it does. It bumps us up those charts. And I think we deserve to be quite fine. I do. That's it. Come on. It's seven. It's seven series now. Is that oh, even? Oh, yeah. Seven. <laughs> and the first series, I think, had like 50 episodes or something. I know that one should have actually been broken down into seven seasons on its yeah. own. <laughs> seasons. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> it really should. So, We've been up to so much, haven't we? I don't even know where to begin with everything, honestly. Like, I've just been getting on with life mainly, but you know what I'm doing at the minute? What? Well, you do know, so I'm telling you something. Oh, sat in your dressing gown in the afternoon by the looks of it. Oh, Lisa hates my dressing gown. <laughs> it's disgusting, that dressing gown. <laughs> you look like your head should spin around like it's you're on a such a dressing gown, hater. I put it on in the mornings out and we're coming down to do the B-Fit. And she always says that I look like I should either have a spinning head or be climbing out of a well on a horror film. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I have this thing about like dressing gowns, like house coats, whatever. (laughs) I would never call it a house coat, but do you know what? I need a house coat. My house is freezing. Oh my gosh. I think everybody's house is freezing at the moment with all wild today. Anyway, so that doesn't help the, uh, that doesn't help the kind of, animalistic look in the thing look at my hair my hair right for anyone who wants a description it looks like it looks like wet frizzy hair on top of it looks like she's been dragged out of a well (laughs) (laughs) oh you don't you look beautiful you do look you always look beautiful well it's not as bad as the insult i gave you is it earlier i went like this to lisa now don't take this badly have you got a filter on (laughs) 
never thought yeah, that sounds did. awful. Well, I won't take it badly because it meant I look good, did it not? Did it not? Did it I not? thought I thought you was asking me because you was like, oh, she looks so good today. Yeah, you do. You so, do, but remember last time when we had that whole conversation in your wardrobe and, and I said something about you losing weight? Right, and then we talked about something else. So what I was trying to do is counter the problem where you took it as an insult because I thought... But again, I said, you just imagined that I took that as an insult. I know, yeah. but if I'd have said, like, because I said to you, like... Are you assuming you knew what I would say? Yeah. Well, you're wrong. I know I know that now. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I feel like it was an insult, but I didn't. No, <laughs> I actually went... What I was trying to say is, yeah, you look nice, but I asked it in a really, like, shitty, wanky way, didn't I? Like, <laughs> I did, like, oh, you look nice today. Have you got a filter on? Because you don't know me look nice. <laughs> what it could have come so that's what you meant. That's what we're getting down to, right? <laughs> this, this, anybody listening now will will have deciphered this, right? <laughs> what you meant was, you look particularly nicer today than you normally do, so that must be a filter. Well, that's what it came out oh, like. Oh, no, no it, well, it didn't. I didn't take it like that until now when you've confessed it. <laughs> anyway, I don't... Go really spin your head around. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just going to say, you've just insulted my dressing gown so you can yeah. have a filter face. <laughs> Listen, Alex, I've been insulting that dressing gown since 19... 19- Ninety-eight. <laughs> <laughs> I have not had it that long. I've had it about four years. It is too long. It's time for an upgrade. But I'm just so attached to it. I know. I love it. It's I'm sorry, but I do love it. So bad. I think we should. Maybe we should get a picture. No, <laughs> we're not getting a picture. It's personal. Um, apart um, from the fact that we've told everyone. And <laughs> <laughs> put it on our Instagram to see if anybody else. You know what? I am going to get bombarded with like insults about how much I'm dissing dressing gowns because <laughs> I, I think I don't think it's a popular opinion that I don't love dressing gowns because they're always in shops and that aren't they I don't know I don't I, I've never shopped for one I've had this one for 20 years <laughs> <laughs> oh dear <laughs> Oh, I've actually missed our podcast. Have you missed it? I've missed it. I like, I like, to, we talk a lot, but I like, like having these kind of chats. <laughs> We've had like a bit of a weird time, haven't we, actually? Because we're both going through a really strange transition with our sobriety, right? So, yeah. like, I, it's a bit impossible, but we both like, we don't want to talk about being sober anymore. <laughs> I know it's it's really hard, isn't it? Well, it is when you own a company called Be Sober, yeah. <laughs> I know, and you know what I do, and anybody that's ever listened knows how absolutely eternally grateful every single day I am for being sober. Like everything good happens to me because because I chose to st- chose to stop drinking. That is true. <laughs> so I can't really not talk about it because the reason that like I'm living my best life right now <laughs> because I don't drink. I said that actually, anybody listening, um, I am looking into perimenopause at the moment because I actually don't think, I feel like I am living my best life. As a shadow of your former self. <laughs> don't. That made me cry that when, when one of our members said that. Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm laughing at you crying. I'm not that. laughing at you crying. I'm just laughing at the fact that you're sober 
living your best life as a shadow of your former self like it just no, i am that, that's what i'm trying to say i suppose well i'm just going to come and say it now i'm just going to touch on it a little bit but that is actually how i feel right so like my life is is really lovely at the moment and it actually really is i'm really you know i'm in a really lovely relationship um my today all my children are very well and um and I'm and I'm taking that. I love it. My youngest daughter's in an amazing like space. My son's in a very good space, which has not happened in like 10 years. So I'm holding on to Last that. Last time it happened was when I bought my dressing gown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. My eldest daughter is um, just over six months pregnant and she's doing amazing. So everything's really good. You know, I work with my best friend. My other business is absolutely booming. So on like realistically, everything is going really well for me right now. And I'm and I am so grateful. But what has been happening is for the last like few weeks, I've had this like really bad that's all I can describe it as because I'm not very good with descriptive words uh, bad anxiety like a, a heart like I felt it in my chest for about yeah, four weeks good, have you? and I've not been able to quite put my finger on it I've I've cried a lot um I've, I've really been overthinking things and yeah so I've kind of been looking into it. And one of our members actually said to me when I would, I'd gone over to an event and we were talking and something she said was when I was going through the perimenopause, I, you know, everything was well, but I kind of felt a shadow of my former self. And when when she said that, it literally choked me up. I, ju- I just like tears came to my eyes. And I think that's how I, fe- that's how I feel like right now. Like my confidence has been knocked a lot with especially with my outdoorsy activities because yeah. um, I, I love that. And I know I had a bit of a fall and crack my head and stuff. So I'm, I love I'm how she brushes over it. Yeah, I had a bit, of a bit of a fall, crack my head. Didn't go to the hospital, by the way. And it was quite a nasty cut. I, I know, I should have done really. But I, that's kind of knocked me a little bit for being as daring, you know, like, um, but yeah. So I'm looking into that and I'm in a really good position that I've managed to book an appointment with a, um, a private menopause doctor actually that has just emailed me. So I'll have to read that and see what she says in a bit. I'll keep everyone updated on how that's going. It's a really important topic. So as much as we joke and have a laugh, it is something we want to explore a bit further into. Absolutely. Get, some, get a guest on to talk about it as well. So can I listen think naturally the at our age, now, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's... I'm in denial, by the way. Full denial. Well, this is a funny thing, isn't it, Alex? Because when I was telling you about all these symptoms that I was having and you kept saying to me, like, oh, it's not going to be that, it's not going to be that. And the more you were saying it, right, the more, the more the like... How validated you felt. Yeah, I, it was really upsetting me. And I was like, and the more I was reading about it, the more I'm thinking, no, I think it is this. And then you're kind of going, no, no, you're too young for that. Yeah. And when, when I'd read things and listened to a few podcasts and stuff and some of the things they were saying, and I thought, oh, no, is this me? Now, have I got to get rid of the stigma of menopause? I've already oh tried so the hard. Menopausal is in the pipeline, everybody. But the thing is, it's absolutely not, and I think it's important to know it's absolutely not about being on the shelf or being too old or you know perimenopause can happen 10 years before and it's a natural kind of thing that women go I didn't know that I never knew I fully was like I'm not good that is not going to happen to me and you said it to me about three months ago I will never go through the menopause and I was like no you will 
And you were like, no, I won't. <laughs> no, like, I didn't know it was a real thing. <laughs> yes, she did. That's All these women, I thought they were making it up. <laughs> anyway, I've just kind of said, if Davina McCall's listening, we want her on. <laughs> oh, yeah, please. That would yeah, be I think we do need to get a guest on to talk about it, though. But as much as we're kind of like light-hearted, we do want to also take this really seriously because yeah. I think... And, and you think this as well. Well, two things. Firstly, when you're sober, just generally your feelings are felt even more. So that's bound to be yeah. like heightened. The symptoms of menopause are potentially heightened, aren't they? And the other yeah. thing that I've realised, Lisa, is, oh, my God, how much I feed off your energy. <laughs> like literally a week after Lisa decided that she was going through perimenopause, I was having an anxiety crisis. And no, it was so mad. I was like, let me, let me keep this to myself just for a week or two. It did though, because like I could feed off everything you were feeling and not feeling as well, like not wanting to be bothered with and stuff like that. It was yeah, awful. I know. Sorry. No, you no, don't be sorry. <laughs> now I feel like a right shit. No, <laughs> no, don't, no, not at all. No, but it's been like it's just another phase for us to go through together, isn't it, this now? Yeah, it'll be fun. Oh. <laughs> Cry a lot, get hot, walk right. around half naked, it's fine. No, oh, I've got my dressing gown. <laughs> that dressing gown will be off when them hot sweats come. <laughs> Do you know why I think I find it hard to accept? Because it was only two years ago that I was pregnant. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know, I know it wasn't a successful pregnancy, but it's like I can't get my head around the fact that I could be pregnant and then not, oh. like, not that I could be not pregnant. So I don't want to do it again now. But like, then I might not be able. Well, I won't be able to get pregnant one day. I know. Whereas, I suppose to me, it just feels so like natural that, like, my eldest, like, we had this discussion. I've got my a theory, eldest, Anna. <laughs> yeah, my eldest daughter is actually having a baby. Um, so it it feels like it's I, I do I think the age thing is a big thing because I am 43 and I I do feel way too young, but I suppose that's something I want to investigate about the ageism well, around if, menopause, if could, actually. If you go another 10 Terry. to 14 years, like you'll be well into your 50s before it even happens. So actually, it makes yeah. sense. it's like you don't just wake up and come on your period when you're 14 or 13. That's that you're progressing to that throughout your life, aren't you? Growing. It's just the same. I can't believe you said the P word. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm talking <laughs> menopause and you can't say period. Ah! Period, 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 period. Oh, stop! <laughs> I'm going to start saying Tampax now. Tampax, Tampax. Oh, stop it. <laughs> we'll get back to our chat shortly, but first let's tell you about some of the things that we offer at Be Sober. So we don't want to bombard you with absolutely everything we do because there's loads of it. This week we're going to tell you about our brand new programme, Beyond the Sober Experiment. Do you have more than 30 days continuous sobriety? Are you wondering what's next? Are you ready to take ownership of your life, thoughts and personal development? Are you alcohol free and actually want to stick to it this time? Are you able to quit drinking but always feel deprived and miserable when you do? If you answered yes to any of them questions, then Beyond the Sober Experiment is for you. It's time to feel good about quitting drinking. So instead of spending your money getting wasted this weekend, 
go to our website, check out Beyond the Sober Experiment and carry out a bit of self-investment that will actually change your life. You know, Alexa, what I have thought about, and I actually spoke to the doctor about this, is when I was a teenager, like going through the P word. (laughs) Go on. Um, I I really suffered with um, PMT, actually, like really not physically as much, but emotionally, I I really, really struggled with that. So I I wonder if that might have a difference on on how... It makes sense, doesn't it, right? You've got all this hormone surge as you come into like adolescence and you start the cycles and your period and then you've got the hormones depleting at the other end so it does make sense that you've got that big curve you would go up good my theory is just so you all know and i'd i'd be really interested to hear from people actually on this my theory is that because lisa is becoming a grandma Uh, i am did you guys say i was ready for that word never i'm having a granddaughter but i am not ready to be called that yet because Lisa's daughter is having a baby and she's Thank becoming you. something different other than just a mum and Lisa, <laughs> which is yet to be decided. So because of those things, my theory is that her body's gone, right, I'm not having any more babies, don't want one of my own. And you know what? I have spoken to members who've said things like they went through the menopause or perimenopause at certain key events in the life, stressful events where they were like, nope, no more. And this is why I think that I hadn't, don't know whether I have now, I might have done, I usually follow you. Um, <laughs> I hadn't because I of... Triggered it off for you. You will have done and I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's because like, I was still very much in baby making land. Ugh. I know that is like God. Could you cringe me out anymore today? Yeah, that was a bit too visual. I was in baby me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> Your children might listen to this one day. Well, it's all right. They'll know what happens. But you were in baby making land with that dressing game. <laughs> Well, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, don't give me the giggles, please. So, oh. right. So, we obviously wanted to talk a little bit about menopause, not loads, but we also wanted to talk about our views on moderation, didn't we? Yeah, I think it's such an interesting subject, actually, moderation. Um, And something that we do in the lounges, actually, I love to throw this question out to kind of, I I feel like it gives me an insight into people on where they are on their journey about whether they think moderation is a good idea, whether it's an absolute no-no, whether it's a dream that they would one day love to achieve, whether they're at a point where they think, well, actually, what's the point? It's just such an interesting subject and everybody has a different opinion about it. Yeah. So what's yours? It's changed, actually. I think I think at the beginning, when I very first stopped drinking, I never intended it to be forever, really, even though it very quickly became forever. I just wanted to kind of reset. And then I thought, well, if I I have a bit of a reset, I'll be able to just have the odd drink. But over time, I've really gone to that place of what's the point of the odd drink? Because I'm not being funny. One one was never enough for me. And then any more than one became too many because I didn't stop anyway. But 
also, I think personally, when it, if I think back to nights out or being pregnant or any times I've not drunk because I've not been able to do, my whole planning has been around that. So like, right, I'll have to get a taxi here or I'll park here or oh, I'll drive there and yeah. oh, this event will be boring without a drink. And it consumed my thoughts. Yeah. So for me, it really is all or nothing. I'm either going to go and get absolutely plastered, which is well gone, yeah. or I'm not going to do it because you're either drinking and thinking you wish you weren't drinking, for me, or yeah. you're not drinking and wondering when your next drink will be if you moderate. Do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah, don't feel yeah. free. I, do, I, I feel free now because it never consumes my thoughts. So what do you think then when, because I hear this a lot um, in the sober community through social media and stuff, but like people say that lots of people have a healthy, rational relationship with alcohol. So like in most podcasts that we're hearing, I, I, feel, I feel like sometimes people say it in a, well, some people can moderate and some people can't and I'm not one of them. And we kind of do a them and us. Do you know I what think, I mean? Like, what do you yeah. think? Do, do you think people do have a healthy relationship with alcohol? I, I think that's like saying you've got a healthy relationship with nicotine or a healthy relationship with cocaine. I don't think healthy and alcohol, I know too much now. One drink yeah. you, is not healthy. It's, you're yeah. putting something in your body that causes cancer. This is not a correlates to, this is not a, a potentially causes harm. Every drink you put in your body causes harm in one way or another, whether it be aggressive or not. So if you want to go out and moderate and have one, two, three drinks a week, great. But that is, don't, don't be under the illusion that that isn't harmful because you're still putting poison yeah. in your body. So for yeah. me... I don't know. I think it's bullshit. Like you're asking me what I want. What to do you it. think? All right. What do you think then to people like having an off switch? So like, right. you know what I mean, like people will say, I have no off switch. Like if I drink, I'm a binge drinker or whatever. I just have no off switch. And then other people, because something that does come out when you stop drinking and anybody that's given up drinking for even a short amount of time and then told somebody else will have heard these reactions of, oh, well, I don't need to stop drinking or yeah. I just moderate my drinking. And then people feel like, oh, well, I haven't really got an off switch. Is that true? Is that what it is? Do you reckon? Um, I think there are people who haven't yet got to the point where they don't have an off switch. Like, I have an off switch. Do you know what it was? It was when I collapsed on the floor or spewed up or fell out with somebody or you got that piss that I didn't know what I was doing. There's my off switch. I think some people control it. I don't think it's about on-off switch. I think people... Some people have conscious control over their drinking. I chose, when I look back, it wasn't that I couldn't stop. It wasn't that, I, oh, I've had one, now I need another. Oh, now I need another. That wasn't it. I didn't want to stop because I was having a laugh and a good time till I wasn't. Yeah. You know, like, so for me, it wasn't that I couldn't control my drinking. I didn't see the point in controlling my drinking. I didn't feel the need to. And then when I did, I'd already built up a tolerance that I couldn't get pissed on the amount that should be switch off, switched, switch offable. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't think, I think we fall into the trap of 
people blaming every time we talk about off switches. Yeah, I agree. Every time we talk about it being a disease, every time we talk about some people can moderate, some people can't. So for me, if somebody wants to moderate, that's their personal choice. I'm not going to judge that. But don't lie to yourself. And I will say this, and you can switch off the podcast if you want. Don't lie to yourself and think that you have got a healthy relationship with alcohol. You have got a socially acceptable relationship with alcohol, but putting any alcohol in your body is, can I say the words? Can I say what I think? If you want, it's our podcast. Well, it's stupid, (laughs) isn't it? If you you know something is going to cause cancer and you put it in your body, it's stupid. It's stupid. So, great, have a healthy relationship. I'm not saying the person is, but if you know something causes cancer, any substance, and we all have that bad habit, we all have that habit that we don't stop, but don't put the word healthy relationship in with it because it's not. It's yeah, a- I think I think that's um, I think that's a very good point actually. But people say in a healthy relationship, yeah, because it's the same. Like, do you have a healthy relationship with cocaine? Do you have a healthy relationship? Yeah, with I take heroin once yeah. a month. Like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, like, it's, I, it's interesting it's not, that that's used so much, isn't you it? Can, you can't have, have health and carcinogen. Can't be used. Yeah. Now, I'm not judging people who moderate there because what I am saying is you don't know until you know either. Like well, I, people are different, aren't they? The thing yeah. is, Alex, everybody is different. And I genuinely be, believe that there are people that can um or choose not to yeah. go out and get absolutely smashed or absolutely not to drink every night and i and i believe that there are people that may just drink you know, every, every few months and enjoy it and enjoy getting that tipsy i and this is where i get mixed up i suppose on the people thing because i'm not sure that i could do that and i'd be lying if i said that even now sometimes I don't kind of sit and glamorize well, that in my mind and fantasize too. about it. Like, but I talk myself around with all them things that you've been saying. So now and again, I think, um, and this is me just putting it out there, being truthful. Yeah. Is like me and my partner, I've, we met when I was sober. He's never drank since we've been together. He'd not drank for a good year before we met. Um, he would never class himself as sober, ever. He just chooses not to drink. And, you know, he would go out and visit his friends and have a brew and drive back and just not see it as a thing. So he wouldn't, he'd never say never. Yeah. But he kind of just do not see the point in it, which is... You know, a healthy relationship with alcohol. Well, it's not because <laughs> well, he's, he's not drank for what? Like we've been together nearly two years. He's not so he's not really drank for three years. Well, that's, that's a healthy relationship with alcohol, then, isn't it? It's choosing not to drink because he knows it's not good for him. Yeah. So and it, yeah, it's crazy, isn't but it? Seriously, but that's that sometimes. real. That is it. If you want a healthy relationship with alcohol, don't put it in your body. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. But sometimes I'll sit there and I'll think, I wonder what it'd be like just to get like pissed with him one night. Like, I, w- I wonder, and these are my thoughts when I think about it, right? I think <laughs> it'd be quite funny that, like, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I think about like what I'd be like. And I wonder if he'd do his, like, if I'd do his heading. And then I think, no, I reckon I'd be well funny. I'd 
I, I know that looking at your face, you actually know how hot you'd be pissed. Right, that's the other thing, right? I'm thinking like, I'm so lucky that we met sober and I've built up the confidence and everything around having a relationship yeah. that, you know, like it, it's it's lovely in all aspects, right? But we've never had like drunken sex where I think like, do you know what I mean? That I think I'm some kind of crazy porn star. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know something about Lisa that you didn't know before, everyone. <laughs> I probably do still think I am that sometimes, but I've just not thought it drunk, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, make any sense. And like, and I've thought about like hangover sex oh, and you see, know, hangover like, sex. No, thanks. But I can't, but no. Like, but no. then I look and I think I don't know whether I'd like like drunk like I think it'd be a bit weird I just wouldn't like it and then I kind of start and then I think oh I wouldn't really like myself drunk and then I go into kind of the reasons why I don't want to drink mm. you know like the hangover is actually disgusting the like how much I'd hate myself and I know what a flirt I was like Oh. Like what if I did something like that? I could possibly ruin. Like I absolutely adore and love my partner. Yeah. What if I got pissed and thought I was like some kind of porn star with a in local pub? We with like Bill or someone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like ninety year old Bill at the bar. Why <laughs> <Hiya>, a Bill? <laughs> I've been out. I've been out. Right when I used to drink. And, like, nobody would come out with me. I'd go down to the pub down road, right, usually after an argument with my ex, like, fuck you, I'm going out. I'm going out. Yeah, and I would end up at the pub down the road. And, honestly, I got in a taxi once with, like, three 70 to 90-year-old men and went to Falcon in Littleborough. I went to a Barry Manilow uh, tribute night with three 70-year-olds in a taxi once <laughs> on a fuck you moment. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. That's it. It's a fuck you moment. You think they're good at the time, right? Oh, but they're so not. Nice. They've it's never so ended up all right. I've never pressed a fuck it button and been glad about it, no. ever. And I think let's just go full circle because I think our conversation would almost make people go, oh, yeah, I'd quite like that. Genuinely, do we ever, um, ever consider seriously drinking? No, we have a funny laugh about it, don't we? And I wonder what it'd be like if we were be pissed instead of be sober and all that. <laughs> but in, but in that's truth... That's our personalities, isn't it? That's yeah. That's we deal with life and sobriety. I know, what did I say to you the other week? I was like, sometimes, this is when I was going through like my really anxious stage the other the week. start of menopause. <laughs> yeah, and it's true that sometimes, you know, you want to just switch off and that would be an easy thing to do. It'd be the worst thing you could possibly do. We know that it would only be temporarily that you would switch off and it would come back tenfold. tenfold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really, really would. But um, I forgot what I was saying. What we were saying, see what I mean, is the menopause kicking in, guys. That is another <laughs> thing, you know, words just disappear out of my brain, which is really hard when you do a podcast. And anybody that's listened will know that I do this a lot. Just yeah, gone. you have done this a while. Yeah. I know. But I think, I see, here's where I don't want to validate her now. And I want her to know that she's a busy person who forgets things. <laughs> <laughs> no, words just vanish. Right. Come on. Have we got anything 
factual or anything that your well, not necessarily say. factual. But what I did find was an article on um, moderate drinking. It's yeah. actually come from um, I'll name drop it, but it's a club soda one. I've got All I've right, got okay. it. I've got it from them. They're doing good things. They're opening nice non-alcoholic bars in um, London, oh, I see. Which yeah, she's doing really well. She's doing amazing, isn't she, Laura? Yeah. Um, so we've got an episode with Laura way back. Um, if you want to try and dig it out, don't know it off the top of my head. Back in season one on episode 152. <laughs> <laughs> yes, something like that. But anyway, I don't think it's Laura that's actually wrote this article, but it's um, it's actually written by somebody that drank, uh, drank, stopped drinking and has gone to moderate drinking, which is really interesting. But don't read it if you're thinking about it and you're already doing amazing sober because it's just not all right. Because you're not free from alcohol and you can't have a yeah. healthy relationship with it, just to say it again. Go. I think that's it. But if there was ever a time where you was going to think about it, I don't want to read it out. I'm thinking about it, honestly. And what what it is, is it's it's quite an interesting article. But honestly, if anybody's like triggered by anything, I kind of don't want to read out rules right. of moderate drinking. Because Anyone who is horrifying and fantasising drinking, this yeah. is the end of the episode for you. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Anyone yeah. who just wants to hear what somebody else has had to say about moderation, but is very firm in their sobriety and knows they won't drink, Lisa's going to read it. Yeah, because in my heart, I need everybody to know that I actually don't believe in moderate drinking at all, and I, and I can't, I can't pretend that I do. We're called be sober for a reason. It's because we enjoy to be sober. We're not called be moderate or be thinking about it. We, it's be sober. So just so bear that in mind. Who's triggered. We'll see you next time. Bye yeah, bye. we'll see you next time. Bye. Love you, bye. Everyone bye. else, if you're still here, go. Guy, <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So it kind of says the rules of moderate drinking. And once you've put some time in and decided that that is what you'd want to do, then maybe you should look at these rules. So the first one, and I think it's very important, is to be honest with yourself. And it says here, this is much harder than it sounds because we all lie to ourselves on a regular basis, which is true, isn't it? We do yeah, that. Yeah, it is. We really do. So um, it says that, and we lie to ourselves about the fact that we're lying to ourselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> even procrastination is a form of this. We slightly adjust the truth to enable ourselves to make decisions that we might not be fully comfortable with or what we understand to be slightly rebellious and not entirely logical. See, that's you and me. I know. So this includes being honest with yourself about whether you can actually moderate what you drink because some people never, ever, ever can. I added the never, ever's in. Others need to take a long time out before they could even consider thinking about moderate drinking. Um, so then the next one is identify with what drinks you could, you can and cannot drink, basically. See, alcohol, alcohol. I know that's alcohol, what alcohol. I mean. This bollocks. is why it's hard to read that. I'm just going to skip past that, right? Because, like, that's just bollocks. Yeah. yeah, like, who's not done that? Where they go? Oh, I think it's I think it's wine that's getting me drunk. So I'm just yeah, gonna, I've done that. Like, like, white, to bloody pink. Yeah, like, oh, it's oh, it's because I drink vodka. This always happens when I drink vodka. No, it's because you're pissed. <laughs> No matter what you drink, you're getting pissed, so you're always going to be a dick. 
<laughs> well, not you. You're not like, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, God, carry on. That's know fun. your limits. Yeah. Once you've figured out your safe drinks, know how no, many. Uh, see, I don't even want. There's no safe drinks. It's poison. <laughs> it's not freaking safe just because it says 14 units a week, right? If you put you doing this glass... in a non-judgmental way. No, I'm not doing it in a non-judgmental <laughs> way. I'm being well on fucking judgy, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you put half a glass of wine a year, a year into your body, I quote Professor David Nutt here. Yes. Right. Nutty. <laughs> you good old nutty just nearly died now coughing hold on <laughs> you you can you hurry up because it's um challenge day we're doing a be be happy challenge oh you've got to go for your massage in, in right. 12 month group and today is massage and i've got a massage in 15 minutes so um let's speed this up all now. right oh i'm stop talking then <laughs> professor david nutt basically said only half a glass of wine per year Keeps you safe from risk of cancer. So if you're moderating and you're having half a glass a year, go for it. Other than what? that, it's not safe. What, so, what happened what? to Nutty though, Alex? He got fired. <laughs> <laughs> that was because he said that about alcohol. I and people, yeah. I know people don't want to believe it. Right, the other one says, eat and drink water. Eat and drink water. My yeah, goodness. eat and drink water. It's so much better for your body if you're getting out, if you're setting out to get drunk. You'll feel better the next day for taking the time to eat. That's not moderating. Oh, 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 I'm not reading it. Watch out for your mood is the other one, and don't give up if you screw up. So basically, right, the last 15 minutes was absolute bollocks. I'm so sorry. <laughs> to season seven, everyone, for an episode of bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> right go on enjoy your massage i'll see you all oh two weeks every two weeks our episodes are coming out i think or something like that so we'll yeah, see you we'll see. soon we take it easy now don't we we do we do we moderate see you later <laughs> thanks so much for listening to our podcast don't forget to follow us or subscribe and please leave a review it means so much to us i'm trying to not speak an essay because alex has told me off but it really does mean so much to us if you can leave a review and it helps spread the be sober love so if you want to find out more about the work we do or you want to join our amazing community here at be sober you can find out more about us and what we do on our website besoberofficial.com so until next time be brave be kind and be sober, be sober.